Hello and welcome to the UCLH COVID update. Today's update is with Marcel Levy, our Chief Executive. Marcel, thanks for joining us. One of the first questions we just wanted to ask you was, from our own areas, we can see there's a lot of things have changed incredibly quickly and kind of curious if you could give us some insight into what the sort of preparations and things have gone on in the background. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago we saw this coming and we took it very seriously. And I think the good thing at UCLH is that we were able to respond very quickly. And what happened in the last two, two and a half weeks is that I think we've completely transformed the tower. Mm-hmm. So apart from a group of hematology, oncology patients and maternity and a little bit of emergency care, it is now almost all COVID wards and both intensive care and high dependency units and wards where we can admit patients with a confirmed or even suspected COVID infection. And that that sounds easy, but that was, of course, quite an operation. Pediatrics had to move to GOSH. The high acuity stroke unit had to move to Queen Square. Trauma has moved to another hospital. Cancer surgery is all concentrated now in Westmoreland Street, uh, not only for UCLH, but also for other hospitals in North Central London. So the amount of work and the fantastic energy and the speed that people have done this is amazing. And we're now in the position that we can actually, we have sufficient capacity, both ITU and general wards, capacity and we can rapidly open new capacity almost every week so that we can address the increasing number of patients. And it's, well, it's, it's very, very impressive what almost everybody has done to achieve all this. It feels like we're really well prepared and you can certainly feel that on the wards, can't you, how quickly everything's happened? Yeah, I feel the same way and it's so good because it's not only, you know, creating wards and opening capacity, it's also about staff preparedness. It is about the availability of protective equipment and also that people have the ability to train and to get refresher training when they are really going to work in a COVID positive area. And it is about, well, you know, there's so much happening also in the, in the background. Epic uh, makeup need to change if we change wards, if we suddenly are going to use operating theatres for intensive care or if we reorganise our ED and the catering need to change and the cleaning need to change and so forth and so on. So I think it's fair to say that this can only be achieved if you have splendid teamwork and I think that's what we're witnessing. Has there been anything else that's particularly impressed you with what's sort of happened over the last few weeks? Actually, I have a very long list of things that really (laughs) impressed me. Um, But the thing that really makes me feel energized and positive is the way almost everybody at UCLH has responded, not only in the UCH Tower. It's similar at Queen Square, Westmoreland Street, in our ENT department. People are addressing it. So this morning on BBC Breakfast Programme, I'm usually not looking at that, but somebody said UCLH is on it. So I took a look. There was a nurse from the tower and she was saying, this is what we do. This is what we like. We care for patients. And, and it was so impressive. And I think that's the general mood. So most people are really still having a very positive spirit. And although they have to work flat out and, and do the most impossible things, they are still um, look as if they're up to the job. 
I think we all recognise that this is not going to be over very quickly. What do you think are the biggest challenges over the next couple of days and weeks for our staff? Well, I think exactly that. We're very good at improvising and at being quick if we need to be and collaborating if we need to be. But now the next challenge is this is not just an incident. Uh, this is not just a week of peak activity. This is a couple of weeks and maybe even months of peak activity. And how are we coping with that? The contingency is, of course, that we have a lot of untapped potential still at UCLH. People who are sending me emails who are saying, well, actually, I can do more or um, I may be more useful if I'm being redeployed. We know this and we actually are going to use all those people and all those offers. But we want to do this in a stage approach because if we now, well, is everybody's now working flat out, we will run out of, of energy in, in two or three weeks when we may need it even more. Is there anything more that we can do as staff to prepare for it? That's a difficult question. I think the best thing you can do as an individual staff member is to be informed, to communicate a lot with your colleagues, with your team, to connect with others, to see how you can help each other. It's not about us and them. It is all about how we, how we deal with this. And we need to understand that people at security or in the telephone center are as important as intensive care nurses. And I think that's the spirit we're now having. And I'm quite keen to, to keep it that way. And last night, was it Monday night for the BBC? Yeah, so we had Jim Down and Elaine Thorpe talking about the sort of the challenges of working under the sort of pressure we're seeing. And it was really quite a stark eye-opener about the knock-on of this disease. I think that was an eye-opener for many people. And I think it had an enormous effect, not only on people working in healthcare and at UCLH, but maybe the, the population in general. To me, I, I really, I, it was almost emotional to see how they were doing and how well they were doing and how, well, and all the things that they told us. I think the most gripping thing may be what Jim Down was saying about after a long day of work, you have to go home. Yeah. You have to see your family. They're concerned. They're concerned about your health, but they're also concerned about, well, you work in a high risk area. Are you bringing the virus home? I'm not sure that everybody at home really understands what people are going through and that's difficult and some people can talk about it easier than other people. So I think there is also a thing about our mental health uh, and how we can support stuff and that will be different for each and every individual and some people can easily talk with their environment, with their friends and family about all this and other people will find that more difficult. Um, but I think we need to take into account all these things as well. I think the more difficult thing is that if we are going to redeploy people and we are redeploying people and relocate them is not only to keep them protected in terms of equipment and masks and, and everything they need, but also do they feel comfortable with their new job? Yeah. And we, people need to speak up. And if they do not feel comfortable, if we ask them to do something which they are not in deep in their hearts, they're not really happy with then I think we do not do it right. So people need to tell us and then we can help them and support them and we can give them extra training. Or if it's really too difficult for them, we can find another job which is more suitable. But if people are going to do things they are really uncertain about, I think that would not be the right thing to do. So just have an open conversation. Yeah, that's because happens. I think, if, yeah. if, well, we're asking a lot of people, but if you're, if you're asked of doing something, you're really not comfortable about, I think that would be, that would be wrong.
I think it's really important to check in. In the same way you said with security and porters, it feels like the vibe in the hospital is really positive, actually. Um, And that's important to maintain, particularly in the weeks going forward. Yeah. And that's sometimes it's going well, but sometimes it needs a little push. So I'm doing a lot of clinical work myself. And I I remember being on A&E and there was, you know, the amount of fruit and cookies and other pizzas and other stuff coming in was amazing. And then one of the nurses asked one of the porters, well, do you want a pizza? And then the porter said, oh, is this for me? Uh, And they do not believe automatically that all that good stuff is also for them. And it is also for them. But sometimes they need a little bit of encouragement and somebody just asking or checking whether they understand that this is a team effort and they're part of the team. And we're trying to promote the one team, you know, ethos that it's, it's all about us all working together to make this work properly. Absolutely. I guess one of the biggest challenges is kind of just keeping people informed of of what's going on, particularly when there's important changes that are happening on a, a frequent basis. Is Yeah, I think that daily bulletin is really helpful because it summarizes everything that people need to know. But we also need to realize that not everybody has a continuously access to computers and to emails and to stuff. So, so I think the best strategy is to keep on sending the bulletin and to have stuff on the internet, etc. But also find other means of communication. Some people like to watch a video. Actually, what you guys are doing with this podcast is really helpful because for some stuff, that's actually the best way of getting some information across. So I think we just need to find a multimodal approach where we can find something for everybody. So that indeed, because I, I fully agree with you, keeping everybody informed telling them what's going on, why we do certain things, why we don't do certain things, that's going to be really helpful for everyone. And I'd like to thank everyone for their contribution. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but it is totally amazing. And I think people look at UCLH and they see, well, they see, I think, a formidable response exactly the way you want it in a difficult situation like this. 